Thank you for listening to the Ifty Market Podcast. I'm your host, Sky Cassidy, and today we'll be talking about women in marketing with Erica Lanyon. She's the VP of Marketing at Source Day. Erica has been both a corporate marketing leader and a marketing consultant for most of her career. We've had Erica on the If You Market podcast back in uh, June of this year. I think it was episode 20, uh, discussing sales and marketing alignment. If you haven't listened to it, that's a great episode. Uh, Go back and listen to that one. And uh, we're excited to have her on uh, today for the topic of uh, women in marketing. it's a little different than our usual episodes, and uh, but this is it's very much in the news. And uh, without further ado, Erica, nice to have you on. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Absolutely. So I love the uh, the topic today, women in marketing. Obviously, it's great that one of us is a woman, so that we can uh, we can speak to this a little more directly. <laughs> Definitely, it usually helps. <laughs> so there's a lot to talk about here. Um, I kind of want to focus on your experience in marketing and your that you know the message that you want to get across for for women that are coming up um, in the marketing industry. So you want to take it away? I mean, how do you, how do you want to start this off? Absolutely. Probably the best place to start is how this came about. Uh, women in marketing. Earlier this year, I was asked to be on a panel at South by Southwest, just a conference here in Austin. Another company called Trendkite. A little shout out to Trendkite. Asked me to be on a all-woman panel called Own Your Own Path. This was a mentorship-style discussion with the goal of empowering MarCom professionals on stepping up within their organization and standing out in their fields. They really wanted the attendees to leave with the tools that can help them control their own career path um, and find out what it takes to stand out in a male-dominated field or amongst their male-dominated teams. Um, it was really geared towards marketing um, and PR and communication fields. Right. I was amongst the ranks of some amazing marketers, and uh, we all learned from each other. So I, I thought that it would be a good topic to talk about with you and, and um, talk a little bit about my experiences and how women can be promoted, not necessarily just within marketing, but within their own career. Right. That's interesting. I mean, already you've hit on something that I hadn't thought about. I was listening to a podcast just yesterday and they were talking about advertising and different campaigns and insurance campaigns and how, oh, this campaign, they would listen to it and say, yeah, this is targeted to this demographic. This is obviously targeted to women. This is targeted to men. And I guess when you're when you're promoting, when you're advertising, when you're marketing software, I would imagine that probably what that, what that panel was, was really focused, the purpose of it was that the advertising was really focusing always on men and women were kind of left out. Yeah, I think so. And, and I, I think what they hit upon is, again, to be effective within um, their organization and, and their selling of their product. Um, it was more of a deeper issue. You have like, you know, why do women feel this way and why is this happening? And is that, you know, something specific to uh, the women that we're targeting, or is that kind of a broad issue? And I think what we discovered and what we've kind of known all along is that, um, you know, there is a lack of women in leadership roles. And I think that we've come a long way um, as a gender, and we've come a long way in uh, our careers, but I think that there's still a long way to go. And so it was just, you know, really empowering to have all of these women talk about their experience and some of the, the things that have happened to them, both positive and negative, and and uh, get the interaction with the audience. It was it was just really eye opening. Right. Yeah. I, I guess I'd say I think we've come a long way as a you know as a people. Um, one of the things I heard the other day is 
uh, women are you know, graduating at a higher rate. There's more women in technical right. uh, schools now. That's being pushed. I think panels like that and, and focusing on, on you know, there's uh, all these STEM for women and stuff like that out there. And I think a lot of the stats coming out now are great in that in the next generation, you know, women are really going to have a say. And, and like you were saying, those top positions. We work with marketers, my company, Mountaintop Data. That's who we talk to all the time, our marketers. And generally, the people we're talking to are women because there's a lot of women in marketing. But when we're talking to the higher up people, then all of a sudden it skews and it's much more men. Exactly. So I heard a really interesting statistic the other day. I heard that at Facebook, female engineers' work was more heavily scrutinized by their male counterparts, by 35%, actually. And um, what this means is that female engineers at Facebook are possibly facing a gender bias that prevents their code from being accepted at the same rate as male counterparts and possibly keeping them from being promoted to leadership roles. Right. And as an indicator, I guess if it's happening there, it's probably not only happening there. Yep. If they're scrutinizing the women more, then even if the person then hiring or promoting isn't biased, the women have been looked at closer. Their work has, has there's been more problems found, I guess you might say. And that's what was happening. And so what I think happened is that the generation of women before me paved the way for, for my generation. Um, and my generation is paving the way for the next generation of women. So it's not uncommon for women to be in the marketplace, obviously, but I think what's happening is that if they're still that biased, then the women aren't getting promoted. They're not filling these leadership roles. There's a subtle bias. It's not necessarily like it's part of the company. It's part of the culture. Exactly. When women haven't been in a programming job, when you look at you know all, all everything else being equal, you have a man and a woman in front of you. One of them fits the stereotype that you've seen your whole life of who's a good programmer and the other doesn't. Exactly. And that's where, uh, you know, the like you said, the generation after generation making advances. Hopefully, I think, and I, I think that, again, this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart because we're not always equipped with all of the things needed to be able to to move into those, those leadership roles. Um, so, you know, a lot of what I wanted to talk about today is just, you know, some of the things that women can do to make sure that they can pave the way for their own career. Um, and one of those things is is being your own advocate. And I, I, again, I don't know if every woman needs to be told these things, but sometimes it just needs to be reinforced. Women, our, our nature is to promote other people and, and put the um, spotlight on someone else. But I think that in your career, you definitely have to make sure that all of your accomplishments and everything that you've done um, is being seen by by other people and in, in your superiors. And so one of the things is, you know, making sure that you're not, it's not a bad thing to toot your own horn. Right. Market yourself. That's the whole premise of this podcast. If you market, they will come. Don't think you can just build it. Don't do a good job and say, hey, if I do a good job, I'm going to get promoted and I'm going to get the corner office. No, no, no. You've got to market yourself. You have to push yourself out there or right. someone else that is will will be getting getting the promotion. I think, and also, you know, one of the things that I, I wish I would have learned earlier on is just taking the emotions out of the mix. And not to say, again, that, you know, women are more emotional, but I think that, you know, we think about things and, and, it, and it affects us in certain ways. And I remember, you know, as soon as I re- realized, you know, like this is just business and, you know, it's not about me. Um, and if I have all of the data and I make sure that from a marketing perspective that I have hard numbers to, to prove or disprove 
um, things that I've done and the effectiveness of of the campaigns that I run um, and all the initiatives that I do, then it's easy to take those emotions out of, of, of anything that you do. And so, um, you know, and you know yourself, like if something worked or something didn't work, but it has nothing to do with, you know, if you if you make it all about you, then it's really kind of harder to be objective about it. Right. And I'd say, you know, subtle bias may or may not be there with a the person hiring or promoting. Like I said, market yourself, make sure they know how good you are so that you can help them not have that come into play at all in the decision making. Exactly. Um, instead of hoping they see that you're the best candidate. Yeah. And then another, I had a note here about this. And one of the things was in any time people are worried that they're being discriminated against, they have to be careful between the difference in not getting what you want and not getting what you want because of something, you know, something that's not, uh, not proper because plenty of people don't get the job, don't get promoted, that kind of stuff. Um, you don't always, you don't always get your way, I guess. There's a, I call it the placebo effect in my notes here saying, you know, sometimes people are just bad people. Sometimes people are mean to you just because they're mean. Sometimes you don't get something just because it didn't happen that way. Um, but you, you definitely don't want to kind of uh, suppress yourself by making by thinking everybody's out to get you when there's a good chance they're not. Right. And I think more often than not, most people and most women, they kind of think, you know, they put it on, oh, oh that it's me. It's, you know, you put it on yourself. Um, you know, and I don't know if things are so um, straightforward. I think that if the, if it is very straightforward and obviously something very egregious is happening, that you need to speak up and, and say something. It's harder to do when you're applying for a job than when you're already in the job um, because, you know, there's not really a lot of avenues for you to go if you're applying for a job. If you're in a job and there's something that is just blatantly wrong um, and you're being treated unfairly, Definitely make sure that you go and talk to someone. And if they don't listen, then talk to someone else. Yeah, it's usually obvious. If there's something blatantly wrong, it's, it's the word blatant's right in there. <laughs> exactly. So I think that, um, but when it when it comes to the gray areas, which I think probably life is more full of gray areas, is that you make sure that you keep track of your accomplishments and make sure, we, again, we, we mark it and we're really good at marketing other things, but not really necessarily marketing ourselves, make sure that your LinkedIn page is up to date with not what the company does, but what you have done for that company. And keep a page in a notebook and always, or, or a, or a um, document on your computer and always write all of the accomplishments, both you know hard numbers and then soft numbers and, and soft information. Um, because not only is it easy to um, easier to prove whatever point you're trying to make, whether it's for a promotion or more money or a, a different role or more responsibilities, if you decide that that is not the right environment for you and you want to go look somewhere else, then it'll be that much easier to make sure that your LinkedIn and resume is up to date. Okay. Let me, um, let me reset back here a little bit. Sorry. I kind of took us on a, on a tangent there, but uh, I want to reset back to the, the topic at hand here, women in marketing and more specifically kind of advice for women in marketing um, for, for their careers and, and whatnot. Certainly. And this is a, a topic that's really near and dear to my heart. Um, I don't feel like I had gotten a lot of help in my career. So anything that I can pass along to anyone that's listening, um, I, I really like to do. I think that one of the key qualities that I see that, that women lack is consistent confidence. And this is the confidence in, in what you know and in what you do and what you've learned over the years. And I think that this gives you a real power 
And, and you see it all the time when it's time for um, a woman to be acknowledged uh, for something that they've done. Um, a lot of time they don't take credit or they downgrade their accomplishments. And it's hard to get to a place where you can own um, all of your accomplishments and allow people to recognize you for something yeah. that you've done. And now, not to say that you don't have to pay your dues and that you don't have to work hard and you certainly shouldn't be cocky about it, but if you've earned the right to be recognized for your accomplishment and you've honed on a skill, you really should own it. When you have the skills, somebody else is out there, back to what we said before, somebody else is out there pushing themselves. Somebody else is out there, um, you know, don't down round yourself. Don't uh, undersell yourself. It's okay to oversell yourself a little bit. Just make sure that you actually do the work. I, I mean, I guess, again, back to the media, so much of what we think and, and know growing up, we, we get from media and we assume that's reality. A lot of movies where I look at them and say, oh, the underwriting message here is you're a slacker. But then at some point, because you're the star and you're the main character, everything is going to align and you're the hero. It's like, no, no, no. You still you have to, you have to do the work. They don't show the work right. in movies because that's not sexy. It's like, no, no, you're not the star. Do the groundwork. That's how you become the star. Then promote the heck out of it. <laughs> you know, then market yourself. Once you've done the work, make sure everybody knows. Exactly. Yeah. Have the data to back it up. Yeah. Have the data to back it up. And then, you know, to, to go along with that is that, you know, don't be afraid to have tough, tough conversations. I, I think that there's a lot of times in your career that you're going to have a conversation that you really don't necessarily want to have, but it's necessary. And if you have the data, the information to back it up, and then the confidence to go and talk to someone who is a, a trusted person within your organization, then it makes that a whole lot easier. But, you know, don't sell yourself short you by just avoiding that tough conversation. There's a commercial on TV. The commercial is a woman asking for a promotion or asking for a job. Um, it's for some sort of gum, like be confident. And uh, this girl's told no, and then she rides through the glass wall on a unicorn and says, no, you're giving me the job with her gum in her mouth. And the guy's like, okay. And I kind of didn't like that message of like, just you know, charge in there and say, I'm the best, so you're giving it to me. But then there was a version of the commercial where this girl approaches these people in the lobby and she just doesn't say, you know, I'm the best because I'm me. So I get to win. She comes out and says like, did you know you're this, this, you know, she starts throwing out statistics about their company and stuff like that. And I said, now that's what they, that they're actually pushing something good there. That particular series of commercials kind of covered both, I guess I could say the good and the bad in, in what we're talking about. The you know, make sure you're asking for it, but actually be able to back it up by knowing what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. Um, there was a woman on the panel for South by Southwest. She was a marketing manager for a company and had been there for some time. Well, she realized that all of the things that she was doing was that of a director and she had the marketing manager title and she thought that she should be able to get promoted. Well, she avoided the conversation, but then finally got her confidence up and marched into her boss's office. And she had a tough conversation with her boss saying, I think that I should have this title. She laid out all the reasons why she thinks that and pointed out that she was doing the job of director. And um, the next day, he sent out an email to the company announcing her new title. Now, it was a tough conversation, but she did it and she was right. She, she should have had that title as a director. Now, the sad part of, his, of that is that her boss didn't recognize all the work she was doing and didn't promote her on his own, but she did use her voice and confidence and it worked out really well for her. Yeah, I guess if you're quietly doing your job in the corner and taking care of business, people aren't going to notice. It goes back to, again, market yourself. Um, I mean, bad news, 
It didn't happen on its own. Good news. Right. She said something and it happened immediately. So it tells you, oh, she could have she could have complained and said, oh, you know, I'm being held back. Um, but instead, she said something and you see it wasn't there was nothing nefarious going on there. It was just, oh, yeah. Wow. Look, you should you should be given this. And it was given to her immediately. Um, I, I see that in my own company. We'll see people where I'll ask sometimes, hey, is this person progressing forward? Should they be getting a raise? I know they're doing a good job, but they're just doing it quietly over here. Do we need to be moving them moving them along? Nobody is saying anything. They're not saying anything. Neither is anybody else. And I think that happens all the time in companies. Exactly. And, and those people that aren't afraid to try new things and do new things and are open to new ideas and, and, and good at change, those are the ones that I think will, you know, get promoted and, and deserve to be promoted and, and should be recognized. Um, I think that so many times we get very comfortable where we're at. Uh, we get very comfortable in what we're doing and, and then we don't try or do anything else. And I think that that's what promotes us forward and that's what, what pushes us forward. So, you know, and again, there's not anything wrong with, with um, having the same title or being in the same role, but if that's something that you want for yourself, if you want to continue to um, evolve, then then you kind of have to sometimes do it on your own. It doesn't always happen by someone recognizing that. I mean, it keeps coming back around to the same thing. If you want to be part of the conversation, make yourself part of the conversation. Exactly. Because the people having it aren't necessarily, you know, they aren't saying, hey, should we include this person? No, let's not. They're just not saying anything. And the people who show up, show up. Uh, they're busy with other things, thinking about other things. And you can easily move yourself along just by saying, hey, Remember me? Where should I be now? Should we be doing something with me? And next thing you know, yeah, something's happening. Frequently, all you have to do is ask and things happen immediately if you're doing the work. Right, right. Uh, you know, <laughs> every company has people if they come to you and say, hey, I, I got to get a raise or I'm out of here, that they would have a raise the next day. That's because they have value. If you have value and then you, all you have to do is ask. But if you have value and you don't ask, many companies, either because they say, hey, why why spend the extra money if we don't have to? Or because they're busy doing their job, which isn't usually to give you a promotion. Um, but once you bring it up, it gets done pretty quickly because they say, oh, yeah, this person's really valuable. Sorry about that. Boom. You know, you're, you're well, bumped up. And then I think the, the other side to this is if possible, you know, find a, another person who can be your advocate and find a mentor. Um, like I mentioned before, I, I don't feel like I've had one within my career. And I don't think that you're ever too old to have one. Uh, I, I'd love to have one now. You know, it's just someone that you can bounce ideas off of. With now, now I'm not don't confuse this with you know the the girlfriend or the older girlfriend that you can you know vent or bitch to. I mean, I think everybody right. needs that that person. No, but this is someone an object, objective person that you um, that you respect uh, that can help you guide you through some of the harder to navigate situations that you run into every single day. And I guess I'd say they don't even have to know it. Like you don't have to go to somebody and say, would you be my mentor? You can just go to them and ask them questions when you have questions exactly. and they'll give you information. And it's like, they don't know that you're using them as a mentor kind of, you guys just have a good relationship and you discuss things and you value their opinion. I mean, I've seen mentorships where relationships where two people have discussions and they both value the other person's opinion and both use the other person as a mentor. Right. It doesn't have to be a one-way street exactly. even. So yeah, anybody around you who you think makes good decisions and you value their opinion, you just, all you have to do is ask them and talk to them about things. I want to jump real quick to back to that same subject to kind of put a, a little bit of a, um, a dot on the eye there. 
do you have any any suggestions on how women can bring this kind of thing up? You know, do you just go to the boss and say, "Hey, I need a raise, I need a promotion?" Is there a way of asking? That's a good way of approaching. Well, definitely, this? if it's a you know, somebody that you report to and you have hopefully one on one meetings, you know, weekly or monthly, um, that's always a good time to bring it up. And if not, if that's not something that that is on the calendar on a regular basis, then you know, ask them. Like, I, I'd like to schedule a one on one and. Then you know you can tell them a little bit before about you know my career pr- progression, um, and they should be open to that. You know, again, I think that in the example of my colleague, she just marched right up into uh, her um, boss's office, which I think is effective as well. But I, you know, speaking from a leadership position now, it's really nice to be able to, if you don't have it on the calendar for somebody to schedule and say, hey, I, I want to sit down and talk about it. Yeah, somebody on my team has recently done that. And we're a so, so startup company and so we're smaller um and but I really appreciated that she was thinking about it. I am thinking about her career pre- progression, but we don't talk about it all that much and right. she was the one that brought it up. And it's really great because then that's where the ideas can formulate on you know, I think that this is where you're at now and I think that this is where you should be in 6 months, a year from now and help build that with her and and make sure that that she's following those steps to to get to the to where she is because i think that that's the other you know side of the coin is that you may have all of these milestones for your own self but if you don't have this conversation with either a, a mentor or or your um your boss then they may have completely different ideas about where your career is and where you should be going and if those aren't aligned, then it makes it that much more difficult. Yeah, a really easy way, I guess, to to bring this kind of thing up would be to approach not with the, hey, how come I haven't gotten a raise or I deserve a promotion? You can go in and throw the gauntlet down if that's very much deserved, if you, if you know it should be the case. But, you know, if you're that's a little bit too aggressive for you, or if you, you know, you're just not sure you actually <laughs> should be getting a raise or a promotion, but you want to check and make sure you're moving things forward, maybe to come in and just suggest like, hey, what can I be doing to help move things forward? So to put it on yourself. Um, exactly. And then they might look at it, or in many cases, I bet you if we had 100 uh, people listening to this, and they all went out and brought this up to their boss, probably 25% of them would get a, you know, would get a raise or a promotion in the next in the next month. Uh, just because I've noticed when people come to me, and you alluded to this, but when people come to me and bring up, you know, their career and their future and their progression, and how can they get better, and how can they get the promotion? That's just an indicator to me that oh, this person should be on this path. They're thinking about this path. This is a conscious thing exactly. for them. Versus a lot of people that are just there and doing the work, and that's what you look like if you're not bringing this stuff up. You look like you're just filling a seat, kind of. You're technically getting the work done. Exactly. Well, that's a good point as well, is that you typically during an interview process, you have the where do you see yourself in five year conversation where that question is is asked, but it typically isn't revisited after the hire. And maybe the person that you report to isn't someone that interviewed you in the first place. So I think that, um, again, this is from a leadership perspective. If I know where you want to go, then I can help you get there. But if you don't tell me where you want to go, then I, I don't know. So and you don't want to leave your your boss guessing. You know, you always want to tell them like someday I want you know to be X. Someday I want to do X. And if you don't tell them then it's kind of difficult for them to know. Now you can do all of the work and you can try and figure out, you know, what would that position 
do or what do I need to do to get to that position? But if you can work it out with someone else, it just makes it a whole lot easier. Right. And then you're assuming you know what they're going to want to see versus just asking them. Right. I mean, I guess we could we could call this episode possibly ask not what your company can do for you, but what you can do for your company. <laughs> just because by asking the question, now the company's like, oh, this person is there. This person is career oriented. This person wants to move forward. We need to give them this path to move forward. Either you're valuable enough that the company will will put you on that path and make sure you're on the path, or you're not. And either way, that's kind of on you. Like, great if they see the potential in you and they know you want to get better. I know as a company here, we want to invest in people that are going to bring more value. So if somebody comes to us and say, what can I do to make myself more valuable? You know, code word there being more valuable means you pay me more. (laughs) I say, great, I want to pay you more because that means you're bringing more to the table. But when somebody just comes and they're doing the same work and they're like, yeah, but I want more. uh, It's a little bit different conversation. Exactly. So one situation that happened to me a few years back I was working at a software company and I had a male colleague and for the most part, we had equal roles. So he got a promotion of a title to senior marketing manager. I was a marketing manager and I had, I had been one for a while um, and I had been with the company for a few years. So I went into my boss's office and I asked her, I, I, I don't understand. He, he got a promotion and I didn't. Uh, what, what did he do that, that I haven't done? And she told me, well, it was just a title change. And I explained to her, I understand, but it's still important to me. Right. Um, And so, yeah, it was very odd. So she tried to explain the differences in our roles, like he creates these types of campaigns. And I replied to her, well, I create those campaigns too. And then she said, well, he brings in revenue, which I replied, I bring in revenue. And I had all of those numbers to prove it. It It was a very strange conversation, one that I wasn't really expecting to have. And I felt that we were equal in our roles and our experience. And I thought that I deserved the same treatment and promotion. Yeah. Makes it, it makes sense. And it, I mean, it's just, it's funny that her immediate reaction was, eh, it's just a title. Don't worry about it. Right. Yeah. And and I was shocked because I, I really felt that this was a blatant conversation in equality and getting what you deserved and worked for. So ultimately, I got the title, um, but uh, sometimes you you have to uh, defend your promotion. And sometimes when you go in there to have this conversation, you'll be challenged. And and sometimes they will tell you things that you don't want to hear. But you take that. It's a learning experience. You reevaluate what has happened and you figure out what your next move is. You have to make sure that you're always on top of it. If you're passive about it, uh, then it's difficult for those things to happen to you. You have to be cognizant about everything that's happening and, and take hold of, of your own career and your your own future. And I guess, I mean, in this case, your boss was a woman. And it so it, it doesn't really matter whether you're a man or a woman coming into that situation. You have to ask for what for what you think you deserve. You do. No one's going to give it to you. It, it's um, unfortunately, people aren't really usually thinking in those terms. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, the way you say you came in and asked why. And that's a very good way to approach it. I've had many people come to me with issues and things get off on the wrong foot when people come in. And instead of saying, why was this decision made? Um, Because it's most likely it wasn't some random arbitrary decision. It was made for a reason. Um, You know, when people come in and say, this is wrong. Well, now we're having an argument instead of information being exchanged because you have one opinion and I'm going to have another. And now we're trying to back up our our sides of the argument. Uh, I think, 
you know, when going into that situation where you see something happening and you want to be included or you don't know why something happened, ask why it happened. Get the information first because you can save yourself a lot of embarrassment and save yourself, you know, being the person who always comes in and starts an argument instead of comes in and looking for information. Um, you know, ask why someone else was getting the title and probably say, well, you know, they asked for it and we didn't really want to, you know, it's really easy to just give somebody a title because they want it, makes them happy. Great. We'll give them a a title improvement so we can all move on with our lives. You say, great. Can I have the same thing? Sure. No problem. I mean, when it comes to adding senior in front of something, what, what struck me as funny is that your boss was pushing back instead of just saying, great, we can put senior in front of you too. Next. Like it doesn't cost anything. Right. Why not put senior? It doesn't like they could probably give you extra work because they did that. And uh, not, <laughs> so just make that really easy advancement. <laughs> it's no problem. There's zero, there's no difference. There's no uh, additional training. There's nothing. Just somebody wants senior, give them senior. Fantastic. Well, I think that's a, a great example. Just like the, the one that I used before of like, you know, I think a lot of times we make it all about us and we think that, People are thinking about us a lot more than they really actually are. Uh, just like the woman who asked for the director title, it was like it probably didn't even cross her mind that that was something that she should have thought about or done. Right. She just had other things on her mind, and so you know, when you bring it to their attention and you get have the information to back it up, um, then it makes things a lot easier. Yeah, I, I was really surprised that she pushed back more than a little bit more than just like, yeah, sure, that that makes a lot of sense. Pushed back on something that costs nothing. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're, we're wasting a lot of time here now. She was uh, not thinking about it. <laughs> she wasn't. Well, that's what everybody thinks. I think human nature is we tend to think things revolve around us to an extent. Whether you have uh, you know, low self-esteem or a giant ego, there's still this thing where you're seeing everything from your point of view. Um, so people think other people should be thinking about us when we're not on their list of priorities. Generally, it's, you know, as a company, I know we tell our salespeople all the time, you know, your clients aren't thinking about you. They don't, you're not on their top 10 list and they're, and you're not going to be, and you can't be hurt. The same in a company, your boss isn't necessarily thinking about you and you can't take it personally. Like you said, taking it personally when your boss is like, Oh, I hadn't crossed my mind. Oh yeah. You, what's your name again? Don't take it personally. They're only going to know your name. If you're again, voicing your name and saying, Hey, I'm important. How can I be more important? What can I do to move forward? I think that's the, you know, ask the questions rather than make the demands and, and people will find themselves moving up a lot more readily just because it's not necessarily, people aren't actively thinking about uh, holding people back. They're just not actively thinking about promoting them. Yes, right, exactly. And I think that that's, again, something to take with you that when, when you finally do get into that position, um, you find yourself that you're you know, finally in a place where you might be determining someone else's uh, career path, then you start bringing them along. You know, there's a time I think where things start to turn, where you become um, the person who mentors and the person who recognizes and the person who promotes. And just make sure that you keep that in the back of your head. Because I think that the type of leader I am is because of all of the leaders I had before, not because they were necessarily positive influences, but because I know how hard it was in a lot of situations. And I just don't want someone to have to go through that. So I want to make sure that if anyone's on my team, that they do have a career path, if that's what they want. And if there's, you know, they're, they're new to um, the workplace. You're making sure like, hey, look, hopefully you can skip all of these pitfalls that I that I had to go through. Just, you know, take it or leave it. But this is the advice that I get, give you. And, and, I, and I try to pass that along just to make it easier 
and then they can hopefully surpass me in their career and they can they can go on to do bigger and better things. Yeah, I guess I would say by asking, going and asking the question, what can I do by rather than making a demand, you're really letting the boss know that you're not thinking about the weekend every day, all day, and you're not thinking about after work that evening. You're thinking about what can I do here now for my career? And when I see people actively thinking about their work, that means a lot to me. And coming in and asking those questions is a huge indicator that, you know, people aren't just going through the motions. They're just really actively thinking about the stuff. You know, when people come to me with ideas, I say, oh, I don't care if it's a good idea or not. Good ideas I love, but just the fact that they're thinking about stuff. And, you know, rather than thinking about what am I doing after work today, what am I doing on the weekend all day, that tells me this is somebody that I want to move forward. This is somebody I want to spend more of the company's time and energy making sure that they stay around, which means you're going to get raises and promotions. Exactly. Excellent. Um, we've hit on a lot of different things here. I'm debating whether or not we should take a break or just push through on this episode and uh, and keep keep going over this stuff. What do you what do you think, Erica? Uh, it's up to you. I, I'm flexible the other way. Let's just go through, and then if you, if you guys are listening to this, we may uh, we may add a break in if we find a convenient spot, or we may just play it all the way through. I know everybody's very sad that they might miss out on hearing a commercial on this episode in the middle, but uh, we will we will all survive. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on: we're kind of dancing back and forth between the advice and between the uh, discrimination type stuff, and not to not to harp on that stuff too much, but I do want to point out we just kind of spoke to it a little bit that there's a big difference between subtle bias, no bias at all, and egregious violations. That's been you know in the news a lot recently. And that what what advice would you give to women in marketing when they run into the you know, not just, oh, this person wasn't thinking of me, but the egregious violation situation when they run into an actual bad actor, whether it's a company culture or, you know, a specific boss in, in a company. Well, I think that, um, and we, we touched upon this a little bit. I think that women tend to um, think that it's just them. You know, something's going on or something doesn't seem right. And it's like, well, that just must be me. I must be the only one thinking that. And time after time, when I feel that way, it's not just me. And I have a gut instinct that something isn't right. And for the most part, a lot of times I will ignore that. Um, as I get older and as I as I develop in my career, I have, have listened to my gut feeling a lot more and have stopped and said, you know what? It probably isn't just me. So the advice that I would give, this is always really um, helpful to have that mentor because this is someone that you can run these. These are the type of situations I think that are really important uh, to have a, a someone to talk to. And if needed, you have to go and talk to somebody within the organization. Now, with, with right. HR- Kind of calibrate yourself. Like, am I crazy here exactly. or is this yeah. bad? <laughs> and, and most of the time, you're not crazy. And, and if it's happening to you, then it's probably also happening to someone else. Now, I think you with, you never want to be an HR headache, but in, in a lot of HR departments are there for the corporation and for the business and not completely for the employee, but at the same time, they do have to listen to you. And if you find that you go through the appropriate ranks and you're not getting listened to, uh, then you need to continue to find someone um, that will listen. And, um, you know, hopefully, depending on the situation, it's not really, really bad. But I find that most of the time organizations will address it and, um, and listen to you and, and address the problem that's happening. 
Right. But more often than not, if it's happening to you, then it's probably happening to someone else. And I guess I would, I mean, the advice I would give on this is if you have a bad culture just within a company, you probably want to look to get out. And if you're good at your job, right. give us a call, give Erica a call, give me a call because we're always looking for good people. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, was, completely. That want to work for a company that has a good uh, good culture. That's great. People want you to come and work for them if, if you're good at your job. So that's always the number one thing. Be good at your job and you will have right. all the best options that you can find. So if it's just a bad culture of any type in a company, whether it's you know sexual harassment or whether it's just generally a bad culture for business and for moving forward in your career, then get out. I've had clients that I saw leave a company just because their boss wouldn't give them the budget they needed to properly market. So they said, there's no future here because I can't, right, I can't right. have success, well, so get out. So whether it's that or just the environment in the company, if it's a bad culture, get out. If it's a bad boss versus just some subtle something subtle that you feel like isn't quite happening, I would say also get out. If the person running the company is is a bad actor, then you, you can't really complain to HR and get something done. You should, you, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but my feeling on it would just be find somewhere else where your talents can be appreciated. I agree. Now, in this economy, it's it's very easy to do that. It's very very easy to say, and it's very easy to do. You know, I've been in situations because uh, my career has lasted a long, long, long time where the economy wasn't so great, and so it wasn't as easy to just go and, and find another position. And that's kind of where it gets really tough. And that's where you really have to navigate through. And um, I always, first of all, look at you know, what am I doing? And do I have any responsibility in whatever situation is happening? And is there anything that's in my control that I can change? And if if that's not the case, and there's not really an alternative um, as far, far as job opportunity is concerned, then you have to try to, to fix it. And again, that's the the what you can do is is make sure that you, know, you say something about it and hopefully you get hurt. Um, now, I mean, it hasn't ever been a horrible economy where you can't find something. You start looking and then you try and find a better fit. But you always want, you know, you don't ever want to run from something. You know, you want to run to something. You don't want to run from something. Okay, look for a better situation. Uh, you, it doesn't right, mean right. tell you your boss sure off and leave and then start looking. Right. Start looking. <laughs> Most people are looking for jobs while they're working somewhere else still. It takes a while, but that way you're not up against the wall and you frequently you'll be shocked. It's like going and asking for the raise, asking for the promotion, asking what you can do more. Okay, you're working somewhere, but you're not quite happy with what's how things are going exactly. there. And it might take Start a while. looking around, test the water, see what else is out there. And you right. may be shocked at the opportunities like, wow, I'm sitting here. I can be working in a much better culture at a much better company where you know right. I have just better bosses, more resources, more of a future. And instead I'm sitting here, you know, not happy with my situation. Great. Look elsewhere. Uh, and like you said, the economy is great now. So that's uh, easy to say, but even in a bad economy, you can look around and if you have skills, you know, maybe you don't find somewhere, find a better situation, but don't not look because you think you can't do better. Right. I mean, it is a relationship and you know, if it's a, if it turns into a toxic relationship, you definitely have to get out. Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, you know, you have an abused, um, an abusive husband situation where the woman doesn't leave because uh, she can't do better in her mind because everything she's experienced, mm -hmm. if she goes somewhere else, she's just going to end up with another person that's the same. So why bother? Why jump ship and go through all that pain for the same situation? It's not true. There's good people out there. Exactly. <laughs> Start looking. When you find something, you can move. Yep, and good company. And yes, you you can have a better situation. It's, uh, it's as long as, you know, make sure you have the skills. Make sure you can do the job and you will have more good opportunities. But there are great opportunities out there within good companies that, that want your skills and talents. And I guess that's a, a note I had here was that anyone can excel 
in the right business with the right leadership. So make sure that you you have that. Exactly. The right leadership is key. And that's where I see if you have somebody at the top that's poison, that's kind of a, you know, that's a get out moment there. That's It's going to, right. It's going to make or break your career and it's going to be the difference between being happy and, and being unhappy in your position, in your job. Yeah. Break up with that company. Right. Yeah. Well, there's nothing worse than, you know, waking up every morning and not wanting to go to work. I mean, there, that's just, there's, there's nothing worse because- you know, the, those relationships can last for a long, long, long time, and they're a big, significant part of your everyday life. So, yeah, there's just no reason to be if, – if it really is toxic. Now, again, make sure you, you reevaluate, like, wh- what is going on here? How much responsibility do I have, if any? You know, is this something that I it just bothers me? Um, you know, having – making sure that, you know, if it's really actually really, really bad, then you, you have to get out. Yeah, I mean, if you ask what you can do and the answer is be quiet and let the men talk, then maybe you should be looking for something else. Right. I think there was a company recently exactly. that they had some problems with sexism. I can't remember what the company was. It's probably good I don't mention it. But So they hired uh, a woman to their board. Um, and in one of the first board meetings they had with this woman, like she tried to say something and every and they just shushed her. They were like, oh, okay, just please sit over there. Don't don't talk. And and that got out and it was, it was pretty, uh, yeah, if, if you're being told to just sit down and be quiet, then um, maybe, maybe there is a problem and, and you should just look for somewhere else to go. Exactly. When people start taking their talent elsewhere over time, and unfortunately these kind of problems are really fixed over time, um, over time that has a big impact. Over time, these companies that are not good players, don't have good culture, don't reward them with your hard work. Uh, you know, take, take, especially now in a good economy, take your skills somewhere else. And it doesn't mean if there isn't really egregious things going on, don't, you know, voice it. Yeah. Voice it. Go ahead. Um, get the word out. Let other women know, especially, I guess I'd say, I feel like I want to give, say what I want to say and have you say it instead. It feels weird. It's coming from me. (laughs) (laughs) But Well, I just, I think that, that it, the word does get out. I think in, in, you know, especially here in um, the technology industry, women start to hear things and, and will avoid those type of companies. And, and with uh, websites like Glassdoor uh, that allows you to, you know, you, again, you don't want to be um, bad mouthing other you know, past companies, but if there was something that was not great, those things do get out and people uh, start to find that out. Yeah, there was. I guess there was a list going around Hollywood that women shared with each other of just directors to stay away from, you know, kind of bad players in Hollywood, and that fascinated me. That oh wow, this is so bad that there's there was this list that was being shared around of here's the people to watch out for and here's their stuff, and they didn't make it public because there was just too much to lose by doing that. But they still, you know, they still put it out there. You still you tell people within your communities, right. don't go, don't bother to go work for that company. That's you know, they have problems and. Your, your, your talents are better served elsewhere. So yeah, you don't necessarily need to make a whole campaign around something and uh, um, go after previous companies. But if you had issues, don't just keep them to yourselves. Let other people know so that you know those people don't take their talents to these companies that are being problems and keep rewarding them. And then more people keep having the same bad experiences. Exactly. Again, you know, make sure that you know what... When you finally get to that position, or if you're at that position, to to help other people out and make sure that they don't have to go through some of the things that you might have gone through. Yeah, but uh, once once you do get into the position, make sure you're you're taking care of your people. We have a, a list of uh, leadership rules here in the office, and one of them that I I really like is when you're the manager of a group of people, your job is really to serve those people. That's it. 
if they, I mean, I've told our service manager, if you have a sales guy who needs a cup of coffee, you get him coffee. Your job is to get him coffee, get him a breakfast. If he hasn't eaten, your job is to keep them running and that's it. You're actually there to serve them. You know, you're, you're like the trainer in the gym kind of. Um, And so, yeah, once you're managing people, once you're overseeing them, make sure those, you don't get so busy that you overlook those things too. Because maybe there are people that deserve a promotion that aren't coming to you and yeah, they should come to you. Maybe let them know they should come to you. <laughs> let them know that that's something you're looking for as a person who walks in and says, what can I do to get to the next step? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, what do we have to go over here? Uh, any, anything else you really want to cover as far as advice for, for women in their careers in, in marketing in particular, but uh, also just in their careers in general? No, again, I just think, you know, be your own advocate and make sure that that's at the top of your mind uh, every day. And I think that when you are cognizant of that, then your work is better, uh, your performance is better, everything is going to start to fall in line. I think that if you get lax um, on that and um, you you stop thinking about is kind of when you get comfortable, just making sure, you know, again, if that's where you want to go. And I I think that um, as we progress and, and yeah, there are some places that aren't really that great to work at, but there's a lot of places that are very focused on this. Um, there was a 60 minutes piece on uh, salesforce.com where they made sure that all of the women were getting paid uh, the same amount as as men were. And they actually put a very significant dollar amount to make sure that that was happening. And I really respect that. I really respect companies that make this a priority and in a focus. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think that this is the time to, to be in the workplace and this is the time to, to um, excel at your career. So there's not really anything stopping you. Just go do it. Well, I, w- I would put a little caveat on that. Say there might not be anything stopping you. There's probably not anything stopping you. And you got to go ask to find out. Like you said, you have to be your own advocate. And then you'll find out when you go and say, hey, what more can I do to move forward? That conversation will really tell you if this person is holding you back or if you are holding yourself back by not having the conversation. Right. Exactly. And there's like, like you said, there's so many, I mean, Salesforce is a very, they're a large company. Everybody knows who they are. Um, but there are so many good companies to work for out there. Um, it's a great time, tons of opportunity. You just have to, I guess the, the biggest takeaway would be go and ask, not ask for a raise, ask what you can do, uh, ask how you can move your career forward because that the code is in there and it's a lot easier of a conversation to have. Or ask what's holding you back right. too, and that that way it's uh you know, or ask for a raise, but just do something. Yeah, go and ask, and the opportunity is is there. Definitely, excellent. Um, well, I think we've just about wrapped it up here. Uh, I want to uh, say if you want to find um, if you want to find Erica Lanyon again, VP of Marketing at Source Day, um, you can find her on LinkedIn. The way you find anybody, just put her name in. <laughs> and uh, we'll have show notes, of course, on this episode on uh, ifyoumarket.com. Erica, anything else you want to put out there? Any uh, Anything else you want uh, people to be able to find? No, but again, you know, feel free to reach out to me. And, and if there's any advice that you need on your career or marketing, um, I'm, I'm open. If, if you're wondering uh, about something in your, in your office and you don't have somebody to go to, ask Erica. Definitely. I, I'm, I'm here. All right. Well, on behalf of the uh, Ify Market team and Erica Lanyon of Source Day, thank you all for listening. Tell your friends, give us a good review on iTunes, all that kind of stuff. By the way, we're still waiting for an apology from Kevin Costner because uh, building it is not enough. But if you market the shit out of it, they will come.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.